Hey y'all, so it's Sarah back with another episode of Batty Talks. This is episode three and episode three will be how to get back to yourself after a breakup. So I came up with this topic from my Facebook group, Batty Talks. So I'm not sure if I, um, in the first episode, if I explained what Batty Talks was, what the group, you know, what the group is, a little background of the group and why I decided to start the group. So, um, after my mother passed away in 2014, I started having really bad anxiety. Nothing helped. I started going to church. I started to journal. I started to pray super heavily. And, um, you know, those things did help a little, but there was still something missing. I was still up, um, my, you know, my my heart beating fast, my mind racing, going, you know, just basically going through the motions of grief. But like I said, nothing would, would shake that. So I started clinging to the people around me. I would always want to be around my friends. I always wanted to be around my family. And I found that that helped. So I, you know, started making sure that we were always together as much as possible. I would be with my family. I mean, birthdays, Christmas, Valentine's Day even. I mean, every chance I could get to be around my family, I would do that because that's the only thing that would help with the anxiety. So a few years ago, I um, made some new friends. I wouldn't necessarily say new friends. A lot of them, they were already um, acquaintances of mine, but we started to grow up a bigger relationship. So I started inviting them over. We started hanging out. I mean, it would start occasionally like if I would throw a party, they would come. And then it ended up being like once a month I would see them. And then it, it grew to where we were seeing each other every, almost every weekend. And um, also, you know, like I said, it, it halts my anxiety. So it was a group of girls, and we would get together, and we would just talk. We would talk about everything. We would talk about um, starting businesses. We would talk about the guys that were in our lives. We would talk about family. We would talk about just anything that we, you know, that girls talk about. We would get together and just, you know, kick the shit. So um, one day, like, I was just thinking, like, this would be so awesome to expand this. Like, just our regular conversations, because I know there are women that think like we do or you know it'd be it'll be great to hear people that don't think like we do you know so we can you know because I guess I think sometimes we could be a little biased when it comes to our friends and the decisions that they make so I was like you know what I'm gonna start a Facebook group so I started a Facebook group and at first it was only um 35 people you know and it it, it stayed low the numbers stayed low 100 200 people for a while and then all of a sudden the group just started to grow. I mean, it expanded like crazy to the point where it was like a lot for me to handle. So I had to create moderators for the group. And basically the job of the moderators is to, you know, moderate. They help me um, do the approvals of the requests in the group. They are the eyes of the group when I'm not available. So that's how big the group got. So we went, it's, it'll be a year. Our bad anniversary, like what I like to call it, will be February 18th. But we're going to go ahead and celebrate the second weekend of February. But um, the group is awesome. We share like our ideas with each other. We network on certain days. We promote on certain days. Um, 
the greatest thing I think that we do in the group is our anonymous posts. And basically the way those work is someone will send me a post, you know, something that they could be going through and I post it anonymously for them. And that gives people the, the chance to, you know, get feedback or opinions or advice on something that they may not necessarily be comfortable enough to talk about. So like I said, I think that's like the one of the best things that the group has to offer. But other than that, we also are super supportive of each other. Um, a story I like to tell because, I mean, I think around this time is when the turning point of the group, you know, like there was a shift. It went from just being like a Facebook group to being like my entire life. And um, basically the story was there was a girl and she was uh, one of the members of the group was in Colorado. And she was in a really, you know, a pretty bad situation. She was um, eight months pregnant and she was stuck. Her and her child's father, they didn't work out and she was staying with someone that she wasn't comfortable with. So, you know, she reached out to the group and asked if we could find a way for her to get home, which is back here in Virginia. So um, we reached out to a couple people. We made the post in the group. People, we started... Um, they started donating money. Um, they sent the money to me, and then I sent it to her so that she could get back home. So basically, she was able to get enough money to get a bus ticket from Colorado to, I want to say, it was either New York, Maryland, or something like that. And then from there, one of the girls in the group was able to go pick her up from Richmond, and they, and they drove her to Richmond. And that's where she currently is now. So like that right there for me was just amazing that people that don't know each other, women that don't know each other, were able to do that. You know what I mean? So I thought that was amazing. And anytime I do tell anyone about the group, I make sure to mention that story. Um, like I said, it, it's the, the biggest reason why I started the group because I wanted to prove everyone wrong. I wanted to prove everyone wrong that women can't coexist together without it being some type of negativity. Um, like I said, every day the group, you know, we have our challenges. We struggle with trying to get our points across without coming off as being judgmental. But I think that we do do a good job for the most part. So I started this podcast so that I would be able to further expand the group. Um, so I did ask the girls a group, uh, uh, girls in the group a question tonight. And I wanted to get their feedback because... Um, Without them, there would be no bad talk. So I, I asked them, I, how do we get back to your, how do you get back to your normal self after a breakup? So that is what we're going to talk about um, today. So what I'll do is I'll go ahead and read you all some of the, uh, some of the answers to that question. And once again, the question is, how do you get back to your normal self after a breakup? So one response was to forgive yourself. So I asked the and the young lady that that answered that I asked her, you know, could you expand? You know, because I think that a lot of times we are saying the same thing, but we may mean, you know, mean it differently. So I wanted to, you know, know what exactly she meant by forgive yourself. So her response was, um, we as people in general tend to blame ourselves when things end especially as women, because we are taught to compromise and be gentle and submit. So when we do or don't do those things, we find ourselves in this why cycle. Why wasn't I enough? Why didn't I do this? Why couldn't he just, why couldn't we work? Why, why, why? And we typically take the blame for the relationship failing. 
In my opinion, the best way to get back to yourself is to forgive yourself. Forgive yourself for ignoring whatever signs there may have been. Forgive for not trying harder or trying too hard. Forgive that the relationship didn't turn out to be what you wanted. Accept it as a lesson and grow from it. And she said that I think this applies to all relationships too. I had to apply more self-forgiveness for friendships that ended than intimate relationships. So I think that she made some awesome points. I think that um, we take ownership for things that failed, whether it was our fault or not. I can definitely uh, agree with that. So when I was a little girl, when I was a freshman in high school, I met a boy. Um, it was kind of like a, it's crazy because now that I look back at it, it was like a love at first sight type of situation, puppy love situation, but nonetheless, it was more of like a love at first sight. So we were completely opposites. Our upbringings were different, um, but I loved him. I loved the shit out of him to the point where, you know, fast forward years later, we had children together. So um, we didn't work out at all. We didn't work out and um, a reason that we didn't work out is that I had just had our first child together. And right after I had her, I started realizing that our relationship was changing. Um, I started to feel like maybe he wasn't in love with me anymore. I thought that maybe because we had our, you know, our first child, that it was too much for him, you know, so... I was trying to find like ways to make him happy again, you know, so I was dealing with things that I shouldn't have because I thought it was my fault. I thought that the reason why we weren't working out was my fault. So um, he decided to leave. He wanted to leave me, but he wanted to, you know, still be in a relationship with me, but not live together anymore. So I'll never forget. We were my daughter may have been. um I don't remember how old she was, but she was still a baby. And I remember going through his phone one night. I was um, staying with him at one of his cousin's house. And I remember going through his phone one night and I remember seeing pictures of pregnancy tests. So immediately my heart dropped. You know what I mean? That like out of body, like, I can't believe this is happening to me. You know, what am I doing so wrong? Um, And that was like eight years ago so um I've also experienced that in like relationships after that so that was a really good point that um the girl made about us you know why wasn't I enough I went through all those motions why wasn't I enough um why couldn't we work out you know what did I do and it's like I still you know even though I'm, I'm way past that relationship it's still you know, sometimes in, you know, what happened, did I play a part in, you know, this situation? So that was um, a really good point. Another um, response to the question of how do you get back to your normal self after a breakup was prayer. Accepting that it's really over and understanding that the person wasn't in your life plan. Forgive them for everything, even your mistakes. Take time for yourself and don't avoid your emotions. Feel it all. Cry. Be sad. Be disappointed. Um, I think that a lot of times we try to skip over the pain. Um, We don't want to cry. We don't want to be sad. We don't want to be disappointed. We want to skip over and um, not accept that. You know, not accept 
that that it's over like she said and that causes issues because we find ourselves going back to that situation keep going back to the situation because we don't believe that it's actually really over um also not forgiving them you know being super upset and being super mad and like the sign of their name hearing their voice still you know makes you upset like we have to find a way to get past it and move move forward so that that doesn't you know continue to occur um another response was to cry it out as much as needed just get it out until you can't anymore like I said, I think that we try to skip the emo- skip that whole emotion of being sad. It's natural to be sad when something doesn't work out, you know? And I think that um, it's part of the process, I think, that to be sad um, and eventually, like, you won't be sad anymore. You know, it'll be easier. Day by day, it gets a little easier. And there may be days when it goes back to being just as sad as it was the first day that y'all broke up. Um... And like I said, I can literally uh, relate to that because after me and my my daughters, um, their father didn't work out. I was literally like heartbroken, like the the type of heartbroken when you can like feel it in your heart. Like it really, really hurts. Um, and I remember like one day I just wasn't sad anymore. Like I was just like, oh, OK, that didn't work out. You know, time to move on. Um Another uh, response was talking to another person. Um, With that response, I think that, you know, temporarily that may fix the issue. But if you're not completely over and you don't completely, like I said, go through the whole process of. um, What's a good word? Um, You know, going through the whole process of being hurt. And allowing yourself to go through that pain, because like I said, it is it is a process, a part of the process. And you really can't skip that but I do think that talking to another person it may temporarily make you feel better um another response was to think about you you know keep yourself first you know think about you know how was I feeling when I was in that situation and um something that I started doing now that I that I found is even better than journaling for me is when something you know those those situations that we sometimes forget made us sad so you know like for example and this is kind of off topic but not really because it kind of goes along with relationships this has to be an intimate relationship but let's say you know you have a, a a friend or someone you thought was a friend and they always um make you feel bad about something or you know they're not you know literally just not a good friend my advice is to record that when they make you feel that way record it so that you're when you go back to listen for reference, you can hear the pain in your voice and not to inflict any, you know, not to inflict anything to make you feel sad, but for realization, like, hey, this person made me feel like this at one point. And even though I think that I'm over it to the point where, you know, I can move forward, that's a good thing, but not for you to move backwards. You know, the whole point of you listening to the recordings for you to keep moving forward, you know, not to harbor those feelings, but to just continue to, you know, move forward. Um, Another response was. Well, what I did was write a note forgiving him and myself, burn the note, flushed the ashes, took a hot bath and sipped some wine. And I've been good ever since. So, you know, for some people, it's not it doesn't take as long, you know, to um 
get back to your normal self after a breakup. And I think it also depends on how long you were with that person. Uh, another response is don't try to be a motherfucking gangster. Cry, scream, be mad. That's all normal. Let yourself grieve the relationship in a healthy way before you tend to move on or act stronger than you feel. And this one, this comment here is exactly what I've been saying is that crying, screaming, being angry, it's all normal and it's all part of the process of healing. Um, also, too, is I think that the question of how do you get back to your normal self should be how do you get back to being or not even get back, but how do you become better than your normal self so that we don't ever get back into situations where we're here again and we're trying to get back somewhere. You know what I mean? So finding a way to be better so that we start, we notice the red flags early. We notice um, behaviors, you know, certain behaviors that we know that we're not going to deal with this time around so that we don't have to get back, you know, to our normal self of being better than that. Um, Another comment that I got, and this is the last one that I received, is the most important thing is to understand that you can't make someone love you. However, you control who gets a chance to love you. And I love that comment. I'm happy that's what I'm going to be able to, you know, end with as far as the comments is. um, I'll read that part again. You control who gets a chance to love you. So that goes right along with what I was saying about being better than your normal self, because your normal self has a reputation of falling for people that you shouldn't or you know getting into relationships and seeing the red flags and ignoring them because we think that we can change people you know women we're so strong and we're so powerful that I think that we think that we can change people and we're not going to change people you know people are who they are and they may be able to change for themselves but we can't change them um so just having that control that you choose who gets a chance to love you who gets to love you? Who gets to 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 come into your space and to you know? Um, I love this topic. I I we could go on and on forever about how to get back to your normal stuff after a breakup. But I think the most important thing is to remember that you control who gets a chance to love you. So I'm gonna end with that because I think that's a good point to leave on. And like I'm gonna say it again so that we all um, can embed that in our brains is that. You control who gets a chance to love you. Um, I want to say thank you so much for tuning in to episode three of my podcast. Thank you so much for thugging this out with me and being super patient. I love you guys so much. Remember that we can be so bad. Um, Be so good that you're bad, ladies. I love y'all. Thanks for tuning in to episode three of Baddie Talks. And I will talk to you all soon. Love you.